the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Good afternoon, Bay Area. Thank you for joining us. I am Misha Dimitruk, branch manager and senior loan originator for Essex Mortgage out of the sunny Santa Cruz branch, NMLS 694427. I'm joining you today, as I do every Tuesday and now Wednesdays and Sundays, uh, to bring you updated information about what's going on in real estate financing. And this is an ever-evolving industry. It's very complicated. It has lots of nuance. And uh, I liken it very much to the medical process because it's so customized, just like your medical processes should be for you. It should be based on your individual financial health, your specific set of circumstances and criteria. And we should be providing you as a whole in this industry with customized solutions and paths to achieving the best and optimal real estate financial health. And that is the key to this industry is just understanding, I believe, understanding what your options are, understanding what those options mean and how they are going to affect your future and ultimately bring you the benefit that you are seeking in the first place. Um, Very seldom do I have someone who calls and says, yeah, I really want to set myself up for failure. That's not what anyone is looking to achieve. So in taking in that information about how to craft that path to your success and to your enjoyment, we want to make sure that you understand what it is that's being said to you that you understand the options that are laid out in front of you and that you understand the ramifications of those. When the transaction closes, that is your finances. It is your situation and you are going to manage the payments and the paperwork that goes with it. But if you don't understand what you got yourself into, it can be frustrating and confusing and the effort and the cost for many in the barrier will not be as beneficial because you will feel like it's just outside of your realm of understanding and comfort. Whereas if you were comfortable and you understood it all, you would be happy with what you were paying or you would look to adjust it to make it happy for you. So please, if you have questions, if you have comments, if you have concerns, if you have a transaction that you're being told there's only one way for you to do and it just doesn't feel right, call, text, email, my phone number, 831-435-0385. Email is Misha, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. You can always contact me on Facebook or LinkedIn as well. Um, I wanted to thank Bob for his call. Bob was a listener who had listened over many shows he's relayed and um, had a couple of sets of circumstances that he needed to run through with me and talk about 
a scenario that he had experienced in the past that just didn't feel right to him. And so Bob explained what he had experienced and how that was perceived on his end. And I, it was happy for me to relay back that all of his feelings about the process were founded, that it, something was off and that he could have received much better service and a much better set of circumstances for himself um, and he was not provided the best of what he could have had. So um, I'm happy to help you understand and validate your feelings. Oftentimes the callers from the show call me up and say, this just seemed off. And we talk about what it was and we talk about what the options for their circumstances were. And I think in the, in the long run, even if I can't fix what it is they already did, or if we have to start a new loan in order to get them out of what they got into, they feel better knowing that their initial gut response was not wrong. And, and that's a lot of how we're living in this day is trust your gut, follow your instincts. And if it doesn't feel right and someone isn't explaining it to you, then let that be the flag that promotes you to go out and get some more support and some more guidance. So uh, for those of you who listen to the show, we do a weekly challenge. And last week's challenge was something near and dear to my heart, which is, Know your pre-approval rate, know your pre-qualification figures because the market is shifting quickly. And for those who have been shopping for long periods of time, which many buyers in our market have been, they have not been touching up with their loan advisors or they got an approval online and they haven't refreshed it in months. And I got a very fantastic call from Mrs. Velasquez, who referred me over to her son, who had been uh, pre-approved in the San Jose market. He'd been shopping for over two years. And he got on the phone. He was a little bit perturbed that his mom had called. And all of her questions were quickly confirmed that he did not have the right pieces of information. He believed his interest rate had been locked in the low threes, but he had not captured a property yet. You have to have a property under contract or have ownership in that property already in order to get your interest rate locked. So if you believe that you have a locked confirmed interest rate, but you are not in contract on an active property or you do not own a property presently, I will tell you, you do not have a locked interest rate that you can bank on. And in a shifting environment, that is very, very challenging for some people. Um, he also thought he was calculating the proposed payments correctly by looking at what the current tax was provided in the listings online. And that, again, was not accurate information. The tax information that's listed when you see a property for sale online is the seller's tax base. What we calculate as an estimate across the state of California is 1.25% of the purchase price. The taxes are assessed to the purchase price. The generic rate is 1.25. Each individual neighborhood and marketplace will have its own specific tax rate. I've only seen one community that had higher than 1.25 up here in the Bay Area. And oftentimes they're a little bit lower, but they can vary based on bond initiatives, school measures, um, you know, improvements to the infrastructure, sidewalks, and street lamps. So it's very customized to the individual property. But if you don't have a property specifically targeted, the estimate for property tax should be 1.25% of your purchase price. Now, again, because he did not have a live human loan officer to speak with, 
he was not getting this information. He had punched in all of his information online. He had printed out his pre-approval letter and he was out happily shopping with all the wrong pieces of information. So it was definitely, definitely a very eye-opening situation for him. He started out challenged um, because his mom had presented this information he thought he was on top of. And lo and behold, he needed more education and information. Uh, the last piece that was really the kicker for him was that he was using a relatively new realtor who was a family member. And this person was not providing them with the guidance of assurance that they have someone in their corner reminding them to check in with their loan originator, check up on your interest rate, rates are changing. He didn't have an understanding of what a contingent free offer meant. He just thought that meant that they would get accepted faster. So working with qualified professionals, getting the most recent information is going to afford everyone education and information to help them achieve success. I say time and time again, my job is not to make decisions for you, but to provide the education and information you need to make informed decisions that you feel good about. And that's never been truer than in speaking with this young man who thought he had everything taken care of and was just not getting the advice because he wanted to do it independently and thought that technology was going to be able to provide him all of the best pieces of information when in reality he was missing a lot. So we walked through his pre-approval and based on current market conditions and based on realistic property tax, he was actually looking at a lesser purchase price than he'd been shopping over for the last two years. So it, I encourage you, if you have been shopping for quite some time, if you've been working with the same person and you don't have the rapport to contact them and say, hey, it's been more than 90 days since we pulled my credit, let's take a look at this again. Can we talk about what the market is dictating for interest rate? What above the current market rate are you qualifying me at to make sure that there is a buffer so that I can keep shopping? Oftentimes people will give you the maximum outside purchase price that you can achieve. And then if the rate shifts, something has to give. There's more negotiation that comes into play. They're asking you to bring more money to the table or they're asking you to pay off debt in order to qualify. And all of those things become additional stressors once you've gotten a property under contract. Or even worse, on the day you find a property that's come to market that you really want to capture, but you can't get them to issue the pre-approval letter because you don't have your ducks in a row. So if that is the circumstances that you're dealing with, if you haven't spoken with a live loan officer to get your information up to date in the last 15 days, please schedule an appointment, send a text, make a phone call, send an email, get yourselves in front of your loan officers, give me a call, let me know how I can support you in finding out what you're qualified for in this given market. It's really, really about your success here and your energy I know is waning because you all have buyer fatigue. For those who haven't captured, it's exhausting and it's emotional. And I encourage you to get to the top of the information heap and put all of that sensitivity and concern at rest because you know where you stand and you're confident in your position. It's definitely where you want to be as a buyer. Now, uh, for those of you who uh, contacted me about looking at your interest rates and wanting to understand a little bit more about the buffer that I'm speaking to, 
a lot of interest rates that are being quoted, it's just one rate. And you're qualified based on a very specific dollar amount, interest rate, and loan term based on your criteria. Now, what you needed to understand from your loan professional is what is the rate that they are qualifying you at based on? What's, in it, what's it indicative of? Is it today's rock bottom rate paying no points? Is it today's zero cost, zero credit rate? Is there opportunity to make that rate better? If you're not feeling like this is the best that can be done for you, do you know about buying down? Have you spoken with your loan professional about it? Buying down an interest rate is also called paying points or a percentage of your loan amount in cost. And it's an option for most people to buy down their interest rate if they have the cash availability or if they're getting a credit from the seller that they can contribute towards their closing costs. So there are ways to minimize that interest rate. It's not necessarily just that there is one rate out there and you have to accept that rate. So please understand the rates available to you and how you can better that situation going forward. But also the buffer is understanding what the market rate that you are qualified at now and adding a padding to it. So if the rate you are qualified at today is in the low fours, find out what the payment is. And if you're qualifying, you're, if you're being qualified, excuse me, up to middle and high fours in case the interest rate fluctuates that high. Those are the pieces of information that you need to know, and that's going to help you budget correctly as well. Once you have that formal amount qualified, begin living as if that's the payment you're making now and feel your way through that budget. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right. For those of you out there who have thought, well, um, as my purchase power shrinks a little bit, let me start looking at lower priced properties. And your eyes have turned from single family homes to condos. Have any of you out there sought after a condo and found out that the complex itself was not eligible for financing? It is a huge challenge right now in the marketplace. Condo operations or condo association management, or what you would pay in homeowners association dues to the condo association, have come under scrutiny recently. And one of the big pieces is maintenance on the properties, um, whether or not there are actual meetings that are held that discuss, that assess with independent party and discuss the future ongoing maintenance of condominium projects. Now, for those of you who don't have an understanding of the difference between say a condominium and a, and a townhouse, in a condominium, visually a lot of people say, well, a condo is stacked one on top of the other and a townhouse is side by side, but it's really in how the project itself is organized and a lot to do with how it is managed. With a, a townhome, each individual unit owner is responsible for the interior, from the exterior of the interior walls in, meaning they are each individually insured as if they cover themselves like a single family home, but they still have some common walls, maybe common roof line, maybe even some common plumbing. In a condominium, most of the infrastructure is shared because the pipes go up and down through the floors optimally and uh, inside walls and travel between units. So what we're running into now is the realization that condo association management has waned and there's insufficient insurance. 
there's insufficient cash reserves to meet the building's, ma building's maintenance requirements, and complexes have gone on and on without having their routine maintenance because homeowners association boards are generally the homeowners. And if the homeowners choose to defer maintenance as the board, they are now limiting the maintenance being done on the entire complex for all of its owners. So in a condominium association, you're actually more deeply tethered to all of the units within the complex. And um, therefore it's a little bit more challenging to get the property financed. Um, whether or not the property has uh, more than 10% of the property owned by any one individual can eliminate conventional financing options. Whether or not there are a large percentage of the residents who are past due in their association fees, it can eliminate conventional financing. If the property has um, condo units that operate like a hotel, where you can rent it for short periods of time, if it has commercial spaces within it, all of these things can preclude a property from being eligible for conventional financing. There are financing options out there. They're called non-warrantable condos, meaning Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are not going to ensure that these are properties that they're going to lend in. And it leaves you as a buyer having higher interest rates and the need for more flexible financing in order to capture a condo that requires you have the non-warrantable condo loan type. So it can be definitely surprising to buyers when they come in and think they found a property that has a great low price point and maybe even a low homeowners association dues or condo fees and only to find out that the reason that they are low is because the property isn't maintained, the property hasn't been managed. Um, we're running into condos that they only meet once every year. That's not a valued assessment of your home. Your, your home is going to be a relationship that you're going to need to check on on a monthly basis. And if you can imagine in a, a larger complex, that needs to be routine maintenance and it needs to be monitored on a regular basis. So definitely take into consideration if you're looking at a condo, ask for the condo management information, ask for copies of the meeting minutes, understand how frequently that homeowners association meets uh, find out what their reserve budget is, find out what projects they have recently completed, and look for items that are deferred maintenance around the complex. Be aware that those lower priced units may really be showing themselves as being non-warrantable condos, and they're priced accordingly because they know the financing will be a little bit more challenging to get. But don't get super excited about that low price point without understanding how you're going to capture it with financing. Understand that you do have options. If your big bank is telling you that you don't have any ability to finance that condo, definitely take a second opinion on it. So again, for those of you looking at condos, you know, be aware that the price point may actually provide a lot of savings for you, but you have to understand the financing that would be available is going to, um, if it's a non-warrantable condo, provide you with a higher interest rate, potentially an adjustable rate loan, um, but may still allow you to get your foot in the door. So it's not that there's no opportunity there, it's just that these are definitely come under the microscope and we need to be more aware of how to help you capture one of these successfully, being completely in the know about what the property's specific circumstances are. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha and we'll be back in a few. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. 
Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. To further go on about the strategies of buying down in lower price points, I have lots of buyers who come to me and say, I'd like to buy this manufactured home because the price point seems that much more appealing. And mobile and manufactured home lending is just an absolutely different type of animal than single family home. And it is based on whether it's financed as a mobile home or as a manufactured home, it's based on the year that the unit itself was built. And this really goes into, you know, when, when HUD, Housing and Urban Development, set a standard for manufactured homes. Uh, prior to that, they were considered mobile homes. Everything in financing will be mobile home. Uh, and, and after the stepping in of HUD and creating the manufactured home, it's a different classification of finance after that. Whether the property is uh, an owned piece of land or whether the unit itself is in a park changes the financing. Whether the park has you owning the site that the unit is on or whether you rent the space changes the financing. There are a lot of different nuances here. Most of the time, the biggest thing that people are not aware of is that because it is a different type of property than a single family home, than a condo, then um, that mobile manufactured lending actually comes with its own set of interest rates and the rates are generally higher. The term, the number of years that a loan goes for is generally lower. So we're finding that people get very, very excited about the price until they figure out the financing piece of it. And adding to that, if they don't own the land that the property sits on, if it is within a park where you rent a site rental, uh, basically you're renting the space where your unit sits, that fee to pay can range wildly. There are some parks where the fee is a few hundred dollars, and there are some parks where the fee is thousands of dollars a month. So in addition to paying the mortgage payment on that unit that you own, that will have a shorter loan than a stick-built home, and a higher interest rate than a stick-built home, now you're also paying, in addition to it, the site rental fee. Now, that site rental fee, if you don't own the land that that unit sits on, the site rental fee will take the place of, say, your property taxes. Because if you don't own the land, you're not paying property tax. But you're also not getting the tax benefit of having the write-off of property tax. Because when the tax laws changed here in California, you can write off up to $10,000 per year in property tax. Now, if you're paying $12,000 a year in site rental, there's no tax benefit associated with that. So please understand the types of financing that you are looking at when you switch around the type of properties that you're looking to acquire and understand that there's a lot of difference between a mobile home, a manufactured home, a town home, and a single family home. Working with a qualified realtor is going to help you understand all of the nuance and difference between them and your professional experienced realtor is going to be able to give you the ins and outs of what those differences are and make sure that your lender is giving you all of those pieces of information. Now, one thing to also take into consideration is that there are restrictions in mobile and manufactured home parks. Oftentimes, some people liken it to the same type of restriction that you would run into with a condo association, and they're going to limit what it is that you can do around the property, what it is you can do with the property, and also whether or not you can have 
more than one pet. Maybe you can't have any dogs if your dog weighs more than a certain amount. Maybe you can't have a cat if your cat is an outdoor cat. I had a client who this was just a deal killer for them. They were really excited about this one park. They have two dogs and a cat, and they found out that the cat would be allowed if the cat was never allowed outside. So uh, they, they found that out the day they were putting in the offer, and it was the absolute deal killer for them because they live in the woods right now. Their cat roams free for hours on end. And so for their pet's life enjoyment, they had to make that shift. These are all the little pieces of information that are really going to be the key to your success in capturing a property. If you need more help or if you need guidance, 831-435-0385. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right. To those investors out there who are still wanting to capture those investment properties, I understand that the rate environment is rising. But for those of you who have been around before the last three years, you know that these are still historically low rates. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they still are historically low rates. Now, for the investors out there, there are still plenty of flexible, creative financing options that allow you to capture properties, even if your current portfolio might not look so profitable on paper, even if your tax returns are not prepared yet, you have a multitude of options when it comes to financing those properties. Now, creative financing definitely has been in the realm of the most utilized over the last few years, and rightfully so, as people were trying to capture properties at record pace. What we're seeing now is that people are using those creative catalysts to capture properties in state, out of state. But most of the time, what we're seeing is that they're utilizing them for investment property purchases. There are still single family, primary residence, and second home creative financing options, but a lot more people are gravitating towards the creative financing to capture an investment property. Because they're not so emotionally tied to the interest rate, they're looking at the overall profitability on the property. So for those of you out there who have not looked at how to capture a property utilizing creative structures. There are debt service loans that allow the use of essentially a qualifying credit score. And some of those credit scores go down into the 600s. Um, The evidence of funds to close and six months reserves on the subject property only. So for those with extensive portfolios who in conventional financing would have to show six months reserves on every property that's financed, This allows you to minimize debt just down to the individual property you're financing. An appraisal is conducted, and that appraiser also provides a market rent analysis. That market rent analysis determines what the market rent would be, and if the market rent covers the projected expense of that subject property, principal interest, taxes, and insurance, and any applicable homeowners association dues, then that is the end of the qualification. There is not a debt to income. There is not residual income that is required to be shown. So it's a simplified, focused process. And for those with a large portfolio of properties, this is definitely something that is in your wheelhouse to still allow you to capture and with very competitive rates. Um, Additionally, there are still bank statement loans available. And we see bank statement loans, loans ranging from three month bank statements to 12 months to 24 months. 
And what happens at a bank statement loan is the deposits of the bank statement are taken into consideration and a stream of income is derived from the overall deposits. Now we have personal bank statement loans and business bank statement loans. So we can take a look at those and determine what's the profitability that's available to create that stream of income in order to allow you to qualify and capture that new property. Again, there are more options out there in the last three years than there have been for the last 10. And this really is a re-emerging market as people are aware of the fact that because rates are and maintain still historically low, even through, the, through this rising environment, historically interest rates are still low and the ability for people to profit on real estate investing is still absolutely viable. So if you have been thinking that you wanted to get into the investing game, if you have other investment properties, but you thought that you only had the option of conventional financing and the reserves were enough to avoid making any type of purchase moves because you needed to have that six months on every single property that you have financed, I'm here to tell you there are flexible options out there for you, and we can pinpoint exactly which property it is that you're looking at and make sure that that is a financing that can take you the long haul. Uh, traditionally, these types of options were only on adjustable rate loans. And what we've seen in the last few years has been an emergence of a 30 and sometimes 40-year fixed rate loan, and sometimes a 40-year fixed rate with a 10-year interest-only period. That gives a lot of those initial investors or first-time investors the ability to make sure that they get the profitability of the property under their belt and have that low interest-only payment with still a 30-year loan on the backside. So if you have one of these needs, if you have um, some cash that you're looking to take out of these ever-fluctuating markets and invest in a tangible asset such as real estate, it's definitely still a great time to take a look at this. So please give me a call, 831-435-0385, and we can talk about all of the options that are available to you. Now, there are those types of creative financing options for primary and second home. Those types of options are a little bit farther and fewer between, and the interest rates might not be as competitive as they would be if you had a full documentation loan, meaning you're providing your taxes, your pay stubs, your W-2s, all of your income documentation. But it might give you that bump that allows you to capture that property and get your foot in the door in a market that has been otherwise eluding you. And I deal with clients who have been shopping for years in areas of the Bay Area. And obviously, you know, it's frustrating for them to be able to only see a certain amount of properties went that maybe don't even fit their needs and and they don't have the ability to leave whether it's because of family ties or because of you know where their children go to school or whether they have to show up physically on site to work all of these things need to be taken into consideration and if capturing that property is in your best advantage then please let's talk about this type of financing ability um, likewise, I had a client who came to me and said that they had a partner who had a credit issue and they couldn't overcome the credit challenge. And they really had this one particular property in mind. And we ended up doing one of these creative financing loans to capture the property without utilizing the other partner's credit at all. And no income was required to be shown because the property itself showed that it qualified. So it really allowed people to circumvent the issues that have come up in their lives that they just can't do anything about in the moment. And so these are likewise happy homeowners and happy investors 
with their investment property safely secured with a 30-year fixed rate loan. One of the topics that people have been bringing to the table has been the prospect of adjustable rate loans. And uh, for some investors, that might work because the lower buy-in rate is, is something that they can manage and they're educated enough. For the first-time home buyer and looking at a, a potential five-year adjustable fix for the first five years and then adjusting every six months after that, the prospect of that puts you in one of two positions. The idea of hopefully refinancing into a fixed rate finance loan at some point down the road or waiting and seeing where the rates are when that loan begins to adjust at the end of the fifth year. Now, for those of you who don't have an income situation changing for them, if you don't see yourself making associate at the firm and increasing the amount of income that you bring home, this could be a serious jeopardized position to your stable housing payment. So please be very aware of the type of financing that you take and what the ramifications are. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a moment. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who have been treating yourself on that credit card, when life hasn't been able to give you the outside opportunities of enjoying that you've wanted and you've gone to shopping from within, credit card balances have been on the rise and lots of consumers have been talking about how to keep and achieve achieve in the first place and keep the credit scores that they're looking to have in order to serve their financial needs. So do you have the credit score that you want? Do you know how to take the accounts that you have and achieve and maximize with those credit accounts? This is what this week's challenge is all about. Do you understanding how to use credit to your advantage? And there is definitely an advantage. For a lot of people, the generational gap about the stigma of having debt was something that they just couldn't tangibly wrap their minds around and get excited about. But cash back is here to stay. Cash rewards are here to stay. Gas rewards, grocery rewards, um, movie tickets, all of these types of things, airline miles, they are all rewards for having spent on these credit cards. And for those of you who are not yet participating in this, I would encourage you to take a look at it. For most people, it's one additional step. If it's the things that you're paying cash for right now, you could turn around and put onto a card that gave you those rewards. You would have the ability to likewise make a payment and not incur any interest and not run up giant balances if you charged and then sent a payment. So I encourage my clients who are looking to grow their credit score or looking to allow themselves the use of credit where maybe they restricted themselves, charge those groceries onto your credit card that gets you grocery rewards and turn around before you put on your seatbelt and drive away, send a payment from your checking account to the credit card in the amount that you just spent. It's one extra step that will help you exercise your credit muscle. Now, Credit is a muscle, and if you don't use it, you will lose it. And for those of you who think, well, I'm fine, I pay cash, my credit profile looks great, I'm here to tell you that there are people every day in the Bay Area who are adversely affected by not effectively using credit. Jumbo lending in particular is very specific that you need to have active history over the last two years. So for those of you who just haven't participated in debt because you didn't need to, some people are finding out that it's really detrimental for them to not play in the debt game. Now, I say the debt game because it is really about playing by the rules in order to get the points that you want. And we all want the highest points. 
There isn't anyone who says, I love my low credit score. It suits me just fine. So if you need to improve that credit score, here are some tips for you. Three, open an active trade line. That means three accounts, not collections, but three accounts that you are using on an every month basis. If you don't like using debt, think of it as you have a card that's for groceries. Think of it as you have a card that's for gas and think of it as you have a card that goes to pay your cell phone bill or your auto insurance. Even if you just set those cards to pay those one-off items once a month, you're still exercising your credit and it's an imperative part of getting to the score that you deserve. Keeping your balances at under 49% of what's available to you. They gave you a $5,000 limit, but if you get to that $2,500 mark, you'll see your credit score plummet off a little cliff. Keep everything under 50% of what's available to you and you'll find your credit score will maintain at a higher rate. Those new accounts that you open, do not pay them for a few months and then close the account. You need to have at least six months of on-time payments received, effectively seven months after you've opened the account before you actually see any benefit to your credit score. So these are my tips for credit. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions. I want to hear about your challenges and how you're achieving your greatest credit scores. If you need help with your finances of your future real estate acquisitions or your current real estate holdings, 831-435-0385. The show replays tomorrow at two and Sundays at three. It's always a pleasure. Thanks and be well, Bay Area. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.